thank you for coming back for part two of answering this, this question of how do I know where God wants me to go? We'll jump right back into the conversation right now. I think a big thing is, I think, I think if you have a relationship with Christ, understanding, and, and if you do, we're, we're assuming based on your question that you do because you wouldn't want to follow his calling if you yes, didn't. For sure. So, yeah. um, so we're, we're just going to assume that you do. And, and, you know, I think we have to truly understand and relinquish that control of saying God's plan, no matter what it is, whether it's like Paul and Silas, I'm going to get in prison a lot for the gospel, not just because I robbed a store, but for the gospel <laughs> is better than any plan I can ever come up with. Yeah. I think we have to just surrender that control and say, look, I, I might, I, I kind of, my doubts are I'm not good enough or I'm not cool enough or I'm not pretty enough to do that or I don't have enough friends or I'm not societally popular um I don't really fit the bill of what I think God's calling me to do I think we just have to surrender that and say if God's calling me to it it's gonna work and somewhere in scripture Garrett might be able to reference it um but somewhere in scripture the the Sadducees I believe are talking about um the uprising that the disciples were making and 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 basically saying look if it's of God it's gonna happen you know, one man stood up and said, if it's of God, it's going to happen, and there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. But if it's not, it won't happen. And so would we have those doubts mm-hmm. of like, hey, God's calling me into be a YouTuber. I maybe. But I wish. <laughs> yeah. If God calls me to be a YouTuber, oh, I, I can't. When I, My hair tangles. Like, I can't be on YouTube. You know, like, so instead of saying how I'm not good enough, sometimes God calls us two things that are that are our weaknesses to show his strength. And so we have to understand that. And I think we just have to give up the control of wanting to run our lives and understand by giving our lives to Christ, by saying, Christ, you take it over and you put me where you want me. Our lives are going to be so much better by giving that up than, than saying, here's what I want. So uh, to me, it's being able to say, and it's, 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 it's kind of hard to describe how that looks but saying instead of me saying I want to go to UK University of Kentucky when I go to college and like party it up and go to all the games, maybe I go to Lindsey Wilson to get my degree to get into whatever God has called me to. And it's sacrificing maybe some of what you want to say this is what God has called me to. And we have to, like Garrett was saying earlier, we have to be able to take an objective look at ourselves and and secondly, prove through Scripture that that's what God is calling you to. God's not going to call you to something sinful or not of Scripture. Exactly. So if, if you think he's calling you to whatever, go rob banks and make a lot of money, well, you know. I think that's look, my calling. Yeah, look at Scripture. We can prove a calling of God. We can either say, we can rule out yeah. callings by looking at the truth of Scripture. And God is going to give you the desires of your heart. Uh, and in Psalms chapter 37, verse 44, or Psalms 37, verse 4, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm. And, and just thinking when you, when you delight yourself in the Lord, that's what I think that's the first step in defining, you know, what God wants for you is, is you have to take this joy in the Lord. Uh, and, and I know Micah and Garrett, that was part of the process of them stepping into the ministry. But you have to find this. Hey, my joy is not coming from the outside things of this world. My, my joy is not coming from the success that I would get with this job or the money that I would get with this career or the fame that I would get as a gamer or YouTuber, whatever it might be. Those You can still do those. Uh, you know, I would like to be a YouTuber. That'd be great. But when we delight ourselves in the Lord, 
and we take that joy in the Lord, it says then he will give us the desires of our heart. Yeah. And when you begin to seek first the kingdom of God and you just begin to truly just keep your eyes and your gaze focused on Christ and not so worried about the outside. Uh, you know, I think in high school, and y'all could probably agree with me, like, if you're a high schooler listening to this, maybe your parents or your teachers, they are pounding into your heads like, man, you, you got to do this job. You want to be a doctor. Why? Because it makes the most money. Yeah. Like, don't let that be. Or, right. or you want to you want to provide for. And of course, you want to provide for your family. And God's going to provide. And, you know, even in ministry, uh, you're going to get a paycheck to provide for your family. Yeah, but or, you just have to buy the Kroger brand. Exactly. Instead of the, the, <laughs> the name brand. And that's part of it. You don't you have know? to go out to eat as many times, you know. Yeah. But the, it's still, don't be thinking about those kind of things. I think a lot of the school systems do pound that into people's heads. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're so success-oriented. And success. and success is defined by money. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's the thing. We need to define our success by how God defines success. And God divine, defines success. He also a, defines a, it. Too. <laughs> divine, he defines yeah, it and he defines, defines it. Success. He, he defines success differently than us because our definition comes from a worldly standpoint and God's right. comes from an eternal standpoint. And so we can't look at our lives and, and desire things in our lives from a a worldly definition of success because that's not God's definition. So if we want to adhere to what he desires out of us, we have to trust in his definition uh, of where our lives are supposed to go in order for his kingdom to be proclaimed. And and the beauty of it, you know, of of this whole topic of, you know, are, are we going where God wants us? Are we, you know, are we following the right path? Where do I go from here? I think we have to kind of step back and realize that God's going to be with us no matter what. Yeah. So, so you know, if we go down the wrong path, or, or okay, this is what God's calling me to, and, and you're convinced of that, you've proofed it with Scripture. Proofed it? You've proved it? You've proved tested it? it? Approved it? Yeah. Um, you have looked Probably in Scripture. Proved. Okay, this is, this is a biblical truth. You know, this is not what I'm thinking is not going down a sinful path. This is not a place God would not lead me. And so maybe you get down that path a little bit and you're like, oh, maybe that's changed. That's okay. I think we have to be okay understanding because I think a lot of our pressure comes from if I don't go down the right path, I'm eternally screwed. You know, it's not like I, I don't, I mean, unless you're actively like Jonah running away from God and saying, God wants me to go there, I'm not doing that. If we think we're following the path, you might find out, oh, I was wrong. God hasn't abandoned you. God's just saying, you know, we'll let him get there, and then I'm gonna when when he gets to that point and realizes, okay, this was wrong, I'm gonna steer him back with a whale. And you know, yeah, you know, and, I, and I just fish. think we need to be careful, and and I think we as a church sometimes, uh, or let me rephrase that, I think the church, Big C Church, sometimes does a poor job of almost scaring people and saying, you know, if you don't pick the exact right path the first time, mm-hmm. it's all over for you. It's a waste of life. I, I just think we need to be careful and and really show. Now, this doesn't mean, well, I just get to do whatever I want. I don't have to ask God because eventually he's going to show me anyway. Well, we still want to try to test it and approve of the calling we think he's calling us on. We still want to be in his calling, but sometimes we get sidetracked or we go down the wrong path, but but God doesn't abandon us. And, you know, I, I you mentioned Jonah. Ironically, I think a lot of times we look at the story of Jonah and we and we just assume the reason he didn't want to go is because he was scared of what Nineveh was going to do to him. But he didn't want to go because mm. he was scared of what God was going to do for Nineveh. Listen what he says um, we'll after, after 
Jonah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jonah cool. chapter Just four. Sure, right. Listen to what uh, Jonah says to God after uh, God spares Nineveh. It says, Jonah was greatly displeased and became furious. He prayed to the Lord, please, Lord, isn't this what I thought while I was still in my own country? That's why I fled toward Tarshish in the first place. I knew that you are a gracious and a compassionate God, that you're slow to anger, abounding in faithful love, and one who relents from sending disaster. And now, Lord, just take my life from me, for it's better for me to die than to live. And so he, he gives all of these attributes of God and it's almost like sarcastic how he says it because he his statement the reason he didn't want to follow God was because he knew what God wanted from him he knew what God would do and I think sometimes that applies to us as well as as we feel that God is pushing us a specific way and we have the the insight to know that if we end up down this path you know, it might not be comfortable for us. It might bring us to something that we don't personally want. And so we run because we know what God is going to do isn't something that we necessarily want. But we have to trust that God doesn't make mistakes. And if there's something that he wants out of us, it is far better for us to just follow with him and trust in him than for us to trust in any doubts we might have. And when we're when we're going down that path, you know, there might be something that, oh, I, I don't want to do that. But think about it this way. Everybody in their life wants joy. I think it's no question that, that if you ask somebody, do you want to live a joyful life or not live a joyful life? Everybody, 100% of the population is going to say they want to live a joyful life. The psalmist says, I think it's in Psalm 16, it says, in your presence there is fullness of joy. And uh, in the presence of God, we know when we are with God, when we are in his will, and where he wants us to be, there's going to be that fullness of joy. So you think like, oh, I don't want to, maybe maybe you feel God's calling you to something. He's like, well, I don't want to do that because I think I'll be happier here. The answer is no. Uh, if God called you to, if God called you, and this could be an example, to work at McDonald's, and you think, man, that sounds like the worst job. Or, or let's even go further. If God called you to scoop cow manure, Ooh, roadkill. Roadkill road off the road. All right, <laughs> let's do roadkill. If, if God killed you to scrape Sorry if you're possums off the road, you think, man, that sounds awful. And to be honest, that does sound awful. But let's say you had another plan. But if that was God's plan for you, I promise, I don't know. And I, seriously, I don't know how it works, and I don't know how. But if you did that and you followed his will, that's where you're going to find the most joy. I don't think it's always going to be easy. But I do know that when you follow God's will— and his plan, that's where the most joy is going to be. We even see that with like Paul and Silas. Yeah. Paul is beaten and imprisoned, but he still has more joy than when he was a great Pharisee. And the reason he has that joy is because it's within him. And I think a lot of times, you know, we, we take this term blessed, we take this term blessed, and we think of it as something <laughs> that that we receive because of something we do. But when Jesus talks about blessings in the Beatitudes, where it says, blessed are those who dot, 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 that word in the original... Ellipses, that's an ellipsis. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Garrett, do you know what dot, dot, dot is an ellipsis? <laughs> that, that word in the original Greek means something more like a self-contained joy. It's not something that you get off of something you something's do. There, it, yeah. It's something that's just there, that's within us because of Christ's Spirit. So the reason that Paul and Silas felt this blessedness. Um, I can't remember the original word in Greek, but the reason they felt Macarius. this... Yeah, Macarius. Yeah, the reason you they felt so Macarius... Smart. I just read it. I've been working on the Beatitudes too. It's a cheat. <laughs> yeah. 
The reason they felt Macarius, Paul and Silas, felt this self-contained joy was because Christ was already in them. And so what that means is it doesn't matter where we're at. It doesn't matter if we are scooping up poop, if we're scooping up dead possums, if we're if we're <laughs> martyrs for the faith. If we have his spirit within us, we will feel that joy. Yeah, and and you know, I'm going to I kind of want to close with this thought and you look at it Colossians 3:23, whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. Mm-hmm. And and you know, Christian was talking about that joy when we delight in the Lord primarily there's a joy there no matter what we're doing and i think that's the key is 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 not focusing so much on what does god want me to do what does he want me to do where does he want me to work what is the career he has laid out for me god just wants you right god just wants a relationship with you and 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 you know you look at the work you know i say this kind of loosely the work doesn't really matter as much right it's living in his calling and living an effective you know, whatever your work is, your work as a Christian is to make disciples. Mm-hmm. That It doesn't matter whether that's your day job like ours. Luckily, we all have the day job that we're supposed yeah. to make disciples. So that's the beauty of it. We get paid to follow the Lord's calling. Um, but no matter what it is, whether you work at McDonald's, whether you're a roadkill picker-upper, specialist. I don't know what specialist, specialist. roadkill specialist, <laughs> um, you, you work as if it's for the Lord. You work as if it's it's not for, for the people. It's not for recognition here. But you work as if it's for the Lord. And, and that's the difference in focusing. And that's the difference between stressing out about, oh, where's God calling me? I don't want to mess this up. And just saying, I'm just going to be in relationship with yeah. the Lord. And wherever I go, wherever I go, he's there with me. And that, and that is my calling, is wherever he is. We talked about that, I think, in the first week. was yeah, I'd much rather be in a perceived from outside people in a crappy situation with God than a perfect you know, vacation style beach world without God. Yeah. And and that's it for me is 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 saying, you know, whatever your career path, God's with you. And and to be honest with you, you know, as far as your whether you want to be a PA or a doctor, I don't think God really cares about that. No. I don't think God cares about what, you know, what, you know, I'm gonna I want to do animal science. That's where, okay, are you gonna be a vet or are you gonna research animals? I don't think God cares about that. I think he does care about what you do as you're what there. you do with whatever you're doing, yeah. and, and that's sharing the and gospel, comes back and working the, for the Lord and not for people. It comes back to the Great Commission. The Great Commission, we think of it as a command where it says, go, and we we focus on that word go, but that's not what it, Jesus was meant to be saying. He was What he was really saying is, as you go, wherever you are, whatever you're doing in life, make disciples. Take what you know, take what I've taught you, and share it with others. Yeah. Yeah, don't stress too much about, about you know, if you're a young person in high school getting ready to go to college and like, oh, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Or maybe you're uh, you're uh, an adult and you're kind of at a point where you're like, man, I don't know if this is really what I, what I want to do with the rest of my life. Stop focusing on that and focus on your relationship with Christ. Focus on, um, well, on what your biblical calling is in making disciples. And that stuff will fall into place. God's going to take care of that. We see that in Scripture time and time again. You look at Paul, you look at Abraham, you look at all these um, quote-unquote heroes of the Bible, and they're just following God. They just follow God, and God leads them where he wants them, and then they take those opportunities, and they maximize it. Tells Abraham, hey, get up and move. Abraham's like, where am I going? He's like, I'll show you. And he's like, all right, cool. And he just starts moving, right? Just follow God, man. He'll take care of the rest. That's good. 
You never did you, say yours, Christian, your background story. We shared ours. Oh, do we have time? Yeah. Oh, I thought, Mike, I thought you were getting ready to leave. Well, you uh, had your Bible open, son. I thought oh, you were about, right, about, about to preach the right, words, son. I'll, I'll, I'll share my that. verse at the end. It's just a verse to end with. Uh, yeah. But kind of my story, quick, uh, just kind of knowing where God took me. I never, I never felt called into the ministry, ever, uh, like, you know, I, there's a lot of times I enjoyed stuff in the ministry, and I, and I thought I would enjoy it, but I never thought I would be a youth pastor. I never thought, you know, it crossed my mind about being a pastor, and I like speaking to stuff, but being like a, a minister in a church full-time, I never thought that. And I grew up, my dad was a pastor, and I guess just seeing that life, like, you know, I, I love being a pastor's kid, but I guess just seeing that life, like, I was like, no, that's probably not for me. Like, I want to go be a lay person, and I want to go do, uh, I want to go do this or that, but... How I started off when I first got to college, I felt called to be a missionary, uh, but I felt called to be a medical missionary. So my goal was I was going, I went to nursing school. Uh, so that's what I went to Campbellsville in. I went to be a nurse. Uh, I actually somehow, by the grace of God, made it into the nursing program. And that was just, it was just, I knew, but I was so out of place there. Like I knew that wasn't for me. And to make a long story short, after a period of just talking to God and, and wrestling with, with the decision, about a month within the program, I dropped out. Uh, and, and that was a huge decision so, for me. But if, if you felt called to medical missions, what, why, do you, why do you feel that if you felt at one point you were called to it and then at one point you weren't, why do you think that, that change yeah, happened? Yeah, I, I think – so I think there was at some points I always felt the call to do some kind of ministry – I, and, and I guess with medical missions, I didn't feel like that was my primary job. You know, that was more of just like, hey, I'll yeah. go do medical missions with my... I, I okay. think just primarily I felt like... Because at first I wanted to be a pediatrician. So it's kind of like I'm going to do something I want and then also give exactly, it to God. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's what... And just kind of the fun part of it. Like, oh, I'm going to go travel the world and help babies and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. Like, yeah. I, that's the way I kind of thought. I wanted to be a pediatrician. And then I bumped down. I wanted to be a nurse anesthetist. Uh, and that's somebody puts people to sleep, uh, <laughs> and that was boring. And then I thought, oh, I'll be a nurse, and then I just dropped out. Uh, and that was primarily what I wanted to do, but God said, no, that's not what you need to do. Uh, and, and then I ended up going, uh, you know, I believe I was following God's will there, and I went into mass communications, and I love communications, and I love I love podcast stuff, I love TV stuff. Uh, but, you know, as I graduated college, I got a job with communications and ministry combined, uh, and I was preaching a lot in college and doing ministry stuff because I loved it, but I didn't think that was going to be my primary yeah. job. Uh, but then all of a sudden, God called me to Russell Springs to be a youth pastor, and I kind of fought it for a while. Uh, but then, you know, I kind of broke down, and I thought, you know, this is where I need to be. Uh, and the more I go on, I shared with Garrett and Micah, and I won't share with you guys the details yet, uh, maybe further on, but I, I think I do feel called to uh, further um, just surrender into the ministry. Even though that's not my plan, because you yeah. know I, I like a lot of I like so many different things, and I can never decide. But lately, I feel like God is calling me just to focus. Hey, Christian, focus on ministry. Uh, I think this is what I need to do because I've tried to fight it for a long time, and I've tried to run. It's like no, I can. I'll I'll just get a job and you know make money and do pastor stuff on the side. But <laughs> right. the more, and I think that's good for people. But for me, I think God is saying to yeah. Christian, no, you need to some of the, focus. some of a, a great minister that I, a great bivocational minister I, I know. That was where my thought came from to, to like, maybe that's me is to do. Because he was yeah. awesome. At, he was a youth minister and he worked at a bank and he's great at it. 
So, you know, that's absolutely a, a valid place. And, you know, I know you're going to close this with a scripture, but I got a huh thing for you guys. Oh, let's hear it. All right. So Christian, at the very beginning of this podcast, if you remember a little while ago, said the word trillion. He said, that's a trillion dollar question. So my brain really started thinking, you know, oh, how much is a trillion dollars? You was thinking over there for right. a while. At the I was looking podcast. it up. So like <laughs> there's a place, I think it's like the U.S. Treasury Department or whatever. They have a, a display of how much you're in a millions and it fits in a briefcase. A hundred with a hundred dollar bills, a million dollars fits in a briefcase. But a billion is like this huge display. So it's a big jump and we don't really think about it like that. All right. So here you go. You ready? There are 10,000 hundreds in one million. So $10,000 bills make up a million. Wow. Right? Seems like a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. Don't fact check this, listeners. If I'm not right, just ignore Hold it. Hold on. 10,000 like hundreds make a million? 10,000 hundreds make a million. Oh, gosh. So that's a lot. You're like, that's a 10, lot of thousands. Hundreds. That's a lot of thousand hundreds, right? All right. You ready to Can you guess how many are in a billion? Don't think. I know you can do the math, but just, just guess. I can't do the math. I'm going to guess one million hundreds okay. are a billion. How many what? How many... Mil- well, it is a million. How many millions of hundred dollar bills it takes to make a billion? I guessed a million. He said a million, and obviously it's going to be factors of ten, so it's not going to be Feet seven million. I mean, how many? So it would be one million, ten million, or a hundred million. I think it would be a hundred million. Ten right? million. Ten million. Ten million hundreds. So Good if gosh. you think of ten million hundred dollar bills, that's a billion dollars. Now we're to the trillions. Guess how many $100 bills are in $1 trillion? $10 billion. Is that right? $10 yeah. billion? Ten <laughs> That's ridiculous. How, I mean, is there think any about trillionaires? So Jeff Bezos was this, close to this. <laughs> no, no. Or the Amazon as a whole. He's like $150 billion, isn't he? Wow. So like he's a tenth of a trillion. I think. I might be wrong. So this, if you stacked those $10 billion $100 bills on top of each other, the stack would measure 43 million inches 3,583,000 feet which is 678 miles high <laughs> wow so that's a big question folks and we hump. have discussed it now for a <laughs> while and we hope that our discussion has given you a little more clarity about God's calling in your life that is a 678 million tall question there you know feet, uh, a big a question. Mile, or 678 mile tall question do you know what the largest number in existence is infinity a google next a google yeah whoa You're right. <laughs> uh, google that's G-O-O-G-O-L. a website g-o-o-g-o-l it's a uh, one to the tenth to one times ten to the one hundredth power or anything larger than google huh you know want to know something huh. interesting too is have you ever heard of the fine-tuning of the universe yeah. That, that the universe had to be created in extremely precise ways in order to be how it is. Uh, the scientists started looking at this number because if parts of the speed of the the way the universe was formed had been shifted in like one decimal place of a Google of of one hundred of ten to the one hundredth power, we wouldn't exist. And that's, the, I mean, there's just so many factors within how how the universe was created that if anything had been different, yeah. So God's real. Tell me yeah. God didn't create the world. <laughs> yeah. Tell me. God did it. We Tell really got off there wow. talking about the trillion. I like that. We should we should bring more of those in every episode. I like huh. talking just random, about that. Huh? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, so Google. be thinking for next week. We'll bring in something random. And yeah, we have a question of the week that we didn't get to this week. We kind of did a little bit, but we didn't yeah. directly do it. So next week we're going to do that. Um, so let us know if you have any questions that you have, and we're going to do a question of the week every week. We're going to try to answer 
a listener's question. And so really, let us know. if anyone has any tough topics or any yeah. just like huh things that they've thought of that they would like you would like for us to talk about, submit those, and we would love to yeah. to give it. Christian's a yeah. number is two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Christian, close us out, man. All right. Uh, I'll close us out in a verse and in prayer. And I just want to read from everything we've been talking about. Proverbs chapter 3. You know this verse, uh, verse 5. Uh, just kind of determining what God wants for you. Uh, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on, on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. So just remember to acknowledge God in all your ways. Uh, and, and I believe when you do that, that's where you're going to determine uh, the will of God for your life. So let's pray. And uh, we love you guys. If you have any questions uh, or just need prayer, reach out to uh, me, Mike, or Garrett. Father God, we love you. Uh, and I just thank you that you uh, and your spirit guide us, God. I, I pray that you would continue to guide us to where we need to be. Uh, show us what we need to do, when we need to do it, and where we uh, need to go, Lord. And, and in all of our ways, God, help us to acknowledge you and help us to uh, do everything with our entire heart. Uh, all for your kingdom, God. And I pray that somebody listening to this, God, that uh, maybe they just have a moment to where they haven't been following you. And I just pray that the Spirit would speak to them uh, and show them where they need to be, Lord. Uh, I just pray that there's uh, maybe, whether they're younger or older, that somebody's listening and, and finds out that maybe they're not, maybe they're running away from your will, as we talked about. Uh, God, I pray that they would run towards what you truly have for them. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.